This conference will now be recorded. My name is Tim. I'm an alcoholic and an anon. Can we please have a moment's silence? This workshop is for members of Al-Anon, S-Anon or other Anon fellowships or those interested in the subject matter. We will examine the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous as they can be practiced to solve the problems arising out of alcoholism or addiction in someone we are close to. We are not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. Our views are our own and do not reflect the position taken by any particular 12-step fellowship. This is not a substitute for membership of or attendance of a 12-step fellowship. We are merely to share our experience. If that experience is beneficial, we are pleased. Each week, a number of presenters will present on the step in question. There will then be room for questions and answers plus discussion. The sessions will last an hour or so. During each session, send the organisers any questions you have using the chat function. We're recording this session. Audio recordings of the workshop plus written materials are made available at the workshop blog. Links are posted during the meeting. And today we're examining step 11. I'll start off by giving a formal presentation of my understanding of the step. There will then be other speakers who will go into more detail about how their experience informs their understanding of the step. And now there is a full note uh, available on this step with, as usual, the text and then some commentary below. It's pretty long. So I'm not going to use that today. It's available at the blog. There's also the list of quotations from uh, Al-Anon and S-Anon literature as well, which is available at the blog. So you've got all the ma written materials. We're going to take the big book neat at the moment, uh, today rather. So let's start at the top of uh, bottom of 85. Step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. We shouldn't be shy on this matter of prayer. Uh, better men than we are using it constantly. It works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. It would be easy to be vague about this matter, yet we believe we can make some definite and valuable suggestions. Now, it starts off with when we retire at night. And um, there are lots of theories and explanations as to why the step 11 reading starts with the nighttime stuff. Um, maybe in your tradition, uh, the day actually starts with night with, with in the evening and then goes through to the following evening. But that's a sort of um, just an interesting parallel. But to me, I think there are two good reasons for this. And there may be lots of others. The first one is we've just discussed step 10. And step 10 uh, continue to take personal inventory. Um, the previous instructions uh, on pages 84 and 85 cover uh, how we do that during the day as we go through the day. But it, it hasn't told us how we do that um, in a more reflective way. Uh, and this nighttime reflection, uh, it really straddles steps 10 and 11. It's it's strictly part of step 11 because that's where it's placed in the book. But it, it obviously is in part the implementation of step 10. But uh, to me, the fact that it's part of the prayer and meditation bit means that it's not some sort of heavy analysis it's supposed to be a meditation. It's, it's coming under the it's inventory under the heading of prayer and meditation. That's probably the simplest way to put it. Inventory under the heading of prayer and meditation. And this is very important, I think, because I met someone once in AA who uh, she said, oh, I don't like doing step 10. I said, you don't like doing step. Why don't you like doing step 10? What's step 10 ever done to you? And she said, well, every night I write for, there's no one in this room, every night I, I write for half an hour and it's all of this awful stuff and it's the same stuff every day and nothing ever gets better and I don't know what the point is. And and I thought, well, I don't know what, I don't know what book you're reading, but <laughs> it's a bit naughty when people say, well, my big book says as though, you know, everyone's got a different big book and the people, you know, 
no one could possibly interpret things differently. So the only reason you could be doing di things differently is because someone's given you a duff big book with the wrong instructions. But anyway, uh, joking aside. Um, some people, it, that they like writing. They get a kick out of it. They enjoy it. They find it useful. If if all of those things are true from you, let nothing I say or anyone else say dissuade you. But if you've tried doing written step, uh, like a written nightly review, and it feels like a sort of millstone round your neck and this this sort of terrible dark thing to do before you go to bed, and it's it's just depressing and drags you down, you don't have to write it. You're not missing. You're not missing anything. When we retire at night, we construct oh, the other reason. Um, if step 11, um, the, pur the, the purpose of every step is really to prepare you for the following one. So everything is going towards step 12, which is placing yourself at the disposal of the higher power to be useful in the world. So step 11 is the preparation for that. Uh, so we're supposed to get a sense of uh, the knowledge of God's will for us and the power to carry that out. Now, to do that, uh, it's, it's like with a kitchen. If you're going to cook anything in the kitchen, you need to clear the kitchen first. So to me, it makes sense that it tells you how to clear the decks emotionally, spiritually, before starting to envision the next day. Otherwise, if you're anything like me, all of the unresolved problems are going to nag at you. So I think it's very useful and interesting that they, they put this first. Uh, now, it says when we retire at night, we constructively review our day. If you're on if you're in Al-Anon or Essanon or need to be in Al-Anon or Essanon or any other Anon, you're probably a little bit busy occasionally. And you're going to get to nighttime. Pretty tired, maybe at least once or twice a week. And then, you know, here's another thing to do. Um, I can't do any kind of useful, effective review late at night. Um, uh, a lot of people find it useful to do this review at the end of the working day. So before they go into evening activities or at some point in the evening or late afternoon. Um, uh, some people wait until the next morning. Sometimes you sleep on it. And 90 percent of things have resolved themselves. And there you just clean up the 10 percent which hasn't resolved itself, which is stuck from the day before. And it says we constructively review our day. This means that we're not supposed to be beating ourselves up. I think it's helpful to remember the line from step four where it says. Uh, this is a fact finding and a fact facing uh, exercise. So we're just looking for facts here. Uh, we're not meant to be beating ourselves up and looking at these questions i treat them very very simply this whole exercise takes five ten minutes much more than that and the so-called law of diminishing returns kicks in the longer i spend every additional five minutes yields less and less benefit and i'll come to a reason why in a moment were we resentful selfish dishonest or afraid and it's not it's not encouraging an analysis of the resentment or the selfishness or the dishonesty of or the fear. It's asking for disclosure. So my mistake is being resentful. I don't need to work through why I'm wrong. We've already proved I'm wrong. Uh, similarly with fear, similarly with selfishness and dishonesty. I've already made a commitment not to be. So it doesn't need huge analysis. Uh, just an admission is fine. Do we owe an apology? Yes, no. Who, for what? Write it down. This this needs to be written down in case if you have a habit of forgetting. Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once? Uh, I love the slogan, you're as sick as your secrets. Just, just find someone who doesn't mind being told all of your secrets. Not everyone will want to know. Find someone with a strong stomach that you can tell all of your secrets to and just relate them briefly. Were we kind and loving toward all? What could we have done better? I keep those questions together. 
uh, I'm looking really with kind and loving at how, uh, how I've behaved with other, how I've behaved with other people. I think of kindness as positive acts and being loving is to do with the tone in which I do it, the spirit in which I do it. Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time or were we thinking of what we could do for others, of what we could pack into the stream of life? Again, I take these two questions together. They naturally go together. And again, the if I've been thinking of myself, I don't want to be analysing what I have been thinking of myself. It's the fact I have been thinking of myself that is the issue. And so my when we come to corrective measures for that, the question is, what am I going to do differently tomorrow to stop myself being as self-obsessed? And sometimes the answer, paradoxically, is going to be doing less step 11. Sometimes a 10, 15 minute step 11 in the morning, followed by immediately launching into constructive activity, can be more conducive to getting out of self. Uh, and a very long step 11 can sometimes drive a person deeper and deeper into self. One's got to be very careful with spiritual things. And here's the killer line, but we, we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. Um, my natural state, I'm, unfortunately, is worry, remorse or morbid, morbid reflection. I'm I'm an introvert and I'm naturally neurotic. Now, these have benefits. So they're not that they're, they're character traits, really. Uh, the, the, the negative side of those character traits is introversion and and neuroticism. Um, so I, this is why I've got to be very careful with step 11. Um, when I was about Ooh, two, three years sober, I realized I wasn't doing much in the way of meditation. And I tried to do mindfulness exercises where you're just sort of left with you. It's you and your mind and nothing else. And I became, I'm going to whisper this, I became suicidal within minutes. Um, I think there's a reason why on 86 to 88, Meditation, in their words, is really about directing your thinking rather than leaving you to your own freestyle devices. Uh, and again, if you're finding mindfulness helpful, obviously don't stop doing it. But if you try it and it makes you worse, stop and leave it for 10 years. You're officially allowed to leave it for 10 years. Um, and then come back when you're kind of less mad and maybe you'll come back 10 years later and you're less mad, but you're still not ready for mindfulness. OK, um, it, you're allowed to. Just follow this and to have it be enough as far as the program is concerned. Um, Oh, someone's got a question. I love questions. I thought that have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with someone with another person uh, meant do I need to clear or share with someone who I have an issue with? Um, I think obviously it can be read however you read. I think Kim has dropped out. Yeah. Um, right, I've can you um, hear me back? Yeah, can you hear me now? Okay. So, uh, this question of having it out with someone else if I've got an issue with them, I'm very, very cautious about that. Uh, very occasionally, a request may need to be made. Uh, something will need to be that. That is certainly the case. So, so sometimes this question prompts me to discuss certain things. Um, but this is where tact and consideration and diplomacy come in. I've made the mistake of, on the back of this, having it out with someone without really considering first how best to do that or who to do that with. Um, so 
the last part, after making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. And this, to me, is the, the essence of this inventory, um, is what I want to get out. I don't want to get lost in self. I want to use this as a springboard for asking God, what do you want me to do tomorrow? And corrective measures, I think, helpfully fall into three categories. New beliefs or improved beliefs, different thinkings so or different attitudes towards situations and different behavior. Um, can I just check you're still with me? Your free screens are frozen. Can someone come in and confirm they can hear me? We hear you. Yeah. Yes. We hear you. Good. Thank you so much, everyone. OK, so in the morning. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Uh, before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, uh, especially asking that it be divorced from uh, uh, self-pity, dishonest or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance that after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. Uh, I'm in the habit at the moment of uh, uh, as the first thing I do in the morning. Is to consider. Uh, uh, start considering the date, but before I do that, to, to make sure that I don't just let my mind run. So to stop it doing that, I say the step three prayer. I say the step seven prayer. I say a couple of other prayers. And it's it's just I've got into the habit of doing that to stop myself just going into autopilot where my mind just thinks things to itself. Um, my mind left to its own devices just worries and frets and attacks. Now it's capable of higher activity, but it's got to be placed on that level. And what I'm finding very useful at the moment is lots and lots of set prayers. Lots of lot, you know, standard traditional prayers, because what they do at the very worst, they stop me from thinking about myself and they place me in my correct relationship with God. I never used to understand why lots of prayers didn't seem to be asking for anything. They just seem to be statements about, you know, God is very big and you are very small, things like that. Um, that's not a literal quotation, but you get the you get the idea. It's fancier in prayers. I don't know why everything is fancier in prayers, but it is. Um, and the job of the morning meditation, it's not to achieve a sort of altered state uh, um, necessarily emotionally, uh, you know, or to, you know, to, to feel at one with the universe. If you happen to feel at one with the universe, as a result of doing this, we're thrilled for you. But the main purpose is to be rendered in a state where you can uh, consider what actions to take today, what spirit to do those in. And that sets you up for the rest of the day. And then you now have a circuit. So nighttime debrief and more morning preparation. In thinking about our day, we may face into we may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration and intuitive thought or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. And I treat these as literal instructions. I literally say to God, please give me inspiration. Please give me an intuitive thought. Please give me a decision. These are at the levels of spirit, mind and body. Uh, relaxing and taking, taking it easy. Uh, again, these are literal instructions. And I say to myself, you need to relax now. Or it, in the words of a friend of mine, oh, lighten up. Um, we don't struggle. If I if I can't, if I don't know what the answer is, fine, leave it. Come back tomorrow or next year or something. You don't don't, don't wrestle with this. Um, and the next little paragraph or half paragraph is about uh, the dangers of relying on prayer. Uh, if you have a good idea, check it out with someone, 
And then if it's still a good idea, go and do it. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day who says if he has to write a difficult email, he always waits until the next day. <laughs> if it's a good idea now, it'll probably still be a good idea tomorrow. If it is not a good idea tomorrow, then it wasn't a good idea now. A friend of mine says, if it's after nine o'clock at night and it seems like a good idea, it's not. Let's go downtown, for instance. <laughs> Let's call the ex, you know, the, the, the typical things that start to happen in the, the wee small hours of the night. Uh, we usually conclude the period of prayer, period of meditation with a step that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be. Again, I treat this literally. Uh, God, please show me all through the day what my next step is to be and give me whatever I need to take care of such problems. Interestingly, there's a parallel to step three on page 63 where it says God provides what we needed if we stay close to him and perform his work well. And here, what do we need? Aha. What I need is what is necessary to take care of the problems, namely to deal with what is in front of me. I only ever get given what is needed to deal with what is in front of me. I don't get like an advance order of everything I need in perpetuity. It appears as it's necessary. Uh, God free me from self-will. We're careful to make no request for ourselves, only we may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. What I do is I think of like something which is really bothering me. I ask for relief in order that the solution to that problem can be exploited in my sponsorship of others or sharing in meetings or whatever. That's a pretty sound way of doing it. Um, if circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends or husbands or cat to join us in morning meditation. Um, if we belong to a religious denomination which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. I can't tell you how useful it is to have a whole bunch of um, preaching as it were to the choir here maybe but uh, to have loads of set prayers memorized uh, because if you don't know why if you've got a load of set prayers memorized um, the smart money is on the psalms um, they're pretty good um, apparently they work just as well in English as in Hebrew but who who knows about that that's an outside controversial issue if you've got them memorized, when you wake up in the middle, middle of the night, crazy, you just run the prayers through your head and you'll fall back to sleep pretty quickly. I do anyway. And I don't when I'm crazy, I don't fall asleep easily. I get worse and worse and worse. If I have memorized prayers like memorized so deeply, they're like in my subconscious. The prayers start automatically as a as like a, a, a covering which 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 sort of damn when they cleared up chernobyl they put this put it this concrete sarcophagus over the top of it to keep the radiation in and that's what this this like covering of prayer does if there's something toxic going on it keeps it safe so that i can get to sleep and then tomorrow we can deal with it um, if you want to have less disrupted sleep, don't have sugar after about 7 p.m. That's like the boss level tip. But anyway, that's another that's another question. Uh, there are many helpful books also. Um, but uh, I think in AA and other spiritual groups, we lose as many people out of the top as out of the bottom. So if you discover that, you know, this religion or Course in Miracles or this spiritual path or whatever, yoga, Buddhism is helping. The advice given to me is do those things in addition to or in parallel with AA. Don't do them as a substitute for this, because this step is about establishing a relationship with God, with where God uses me practically during the course of every day. And. Uh, some I've seen some very wonderful people in AA 
get lost out of the top into some other spiritual path. A few years later, they're drunk and dead. Happens a lot. Happens as much as people falling out of the bottom because they stop going to meetings or brushing their teeth or something. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful. All problems in the universe are covered by that phrase. Either you're upset and you don't know how not to be upset or you're doubtful, which means you don't know what to do. And when sponsees call, ask them, what's the what's the issue here? Are you agitated or are you doubtful? Well, I'm both. OK, have you? <laughs> They're always both. Um, and well, have you asked God for the right thought direction? No. Well, go and do that. Sit for five minutes and then call if you need to. OK. Um, you know, I don't have to be. I'm not the higher power. You call the higher power first and then you call your sponsor. Unless you're in your first 20 years, in which case you'll probably need to talk to your sponsor first because you're like, God, who, what program? Anyway, we remind ourselves constantly we're no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day that I will be done. I would memorize these two pages or at least the instruction bits again so that they come to you when you go nuts at two in the afternoon to say, I'm no longer running the show. Uh, thy will be done saying, God, please give me the right thought or action. It's super helpful to have this stuff memorized. We are then in much less danger of excitement and underrated peril, uh, fear, anger, worry, self-pity or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. That will please the Alanons. Don't we love being efficient? Or oh, we can get more done and control more people. We, we become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily for we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. If you become more efficient and you have free time and you're an Alanon, how about you just do nothing for an hour rather than uh, squeezing in learning Thai? or Korean. You know, just because you've created more time in your schedule does not mean you need to load more burdens onto yourself, just in case you didn't know that. We are not camels, okay? Um, it works, it really does. That dash belies the sponsee who says, no, it doesn't. That's why it says it really does. It works. No, it doesn't. It really does. That's what the dash means. We alcoholics are undisciplined. We Alanons are overly disciplined. We prefer, I think we prefer to discipline as, or I prefer to discipline myself. Like, God, God, I've totally got this. I've got everything under control. You go and do whatever you need to do with the rest of the universe. For heaven's sake, it needs it. I don't need it. No, 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 no. God is supposed to be disciplining us uh, in the simple way we've just outlined. But this is... <laughs> not all there is action and more action faith without works is dead the next chapter is entirely devoted to step 12 we're going to have three sessions on step 12 on spiritual awakening helping others and practicing these principles in all our affairs over the next three weeks uh one little question we had what is the difference between selfish and were we thinking only of ourselves um there are many interpretations I take selfish to be where I'm putting myself first practically. Was I thinking of only of myself has got more to do with uh, what my mental activity is. If my mental activity is focused on me and what I think and what I feel and all the people I hate, or is it focused on how can we do this project in front of us more constructively? Anyway, that's all I'm going to say um, Ellie Sheva, would you like to come in and share? Hi, my name's Ellie Sheva. There's a lot of background noise here. I don't know if you hear it through. It's not coming in. It's fine. Okay, great. Um, okay, so with the evening review, with every question, I like to look at the corrective measure that I need. So for the first few, few questions, the way I'll do it is I'll ask myself, did I have a resentment? If I didn't have a resentment, I go on to the next question. If I had a resentment, I just asked myself, what did I do? If I prayed to God and, and God took it, then I go on to the next question. If I didn't pray to God, then my corrective measure is to pray to God um, when I have a resentment and to ask God to help me remember to do that because I've been forgetting. If I prayed and the resentment continues, then I ask myself, what did I do? Um, if I didn't do anything, then my corrective measure is to 
during the day to look at it. If I looked at it and I saw my demands and the resentment was taken, then I'd move on. And if I look at it and um, I looked at my demands and I held on to the resentment, I asked myself what my corrective measures are. And sometimes it's just to talk to another person. Sometimes it's to put it aside so I can get some emotional distance from it and then look at it. Um, I found that once I got into the habit of doing this, it goes really quickly and it helps reinforce me um, doing step 10 during the day. Um, on awakening, so I don't like to lie in bed and, and once I wake up. So I say a, a very short religious prayer, one sentence where I thank God for returning my soul to my body in the morning and I get up. But I can't have a gap between me getting up, waking up and doing my spiritual um, prayers and meditation. So what I do is I sing in my mind spiritual songs and I find that it, it helps me wake up my mind. It helps keep my mind off of self and it helps me set the tent for the, for the day. Then I go downstairs and when I'm at, sitting at a table, which is what's most comfortable for me, and I know that's not how a lot of other people want to do, it's just what works for me, I'll either read steps 10 and 11 from the big book, or I have a notebook of spiritual prayers. Sometimes I'll go through the book, sometimes I'll just pick out one prayer or two prayers and read them and meditate on it, whatever I'm guided to do for that day. Um, we only pray for the knowledge of God's will for us and the power to carry that out. So I found that when I prayed, when I used to pray to God for specific end results, praying for them helped me hold on to the desire stronger. And when I have a strong desire, I'm constantly checking to see if it's been given. And when it's not, I'm disturbed. And I found that just by not asking for the specific end result helps weaken the demand. And instead of praying for the result, I Turn, whenever I see that I want a specific result, I turn to God and ask him to know his will for him. And that allows me to be more available to, self, to serve God. Um, I never wanted to meditate with other people. I felt it was too intimate. It was uncomfortable until the first 164 meet, morning meeting started. And I found that it was the first time that I really enjoyed meditating with others. And I believe that there's strength to numbers and doing it with others. So I've been going there steadily and I really enjoy that meeting. The, um, the big book suggests to learn a few set prayers. And so I have a few set prayers that I say under specific situations that um, when I find that I'm in self-will and I'm disturbed, again, I like to sing some prayers from my religious services. They're very short. Um, one of the ones that I say is that I give you, God, the crown of kingship. And the other one is that I request God purity of heart so I can truly serve God. And I find that the singing it again and again helps. It's the combination of the words and the tune really helped me quiet my mind. Um, and the other thing that I find, I have a very hard time pausing. And I, I, as my, whenever I would do my... It, evening inventory i would notice i didn't pause throughout the day i just reacted i just reacted um and so what i found very helpful is to pause when things are calm so i decided anytime my children ask me if i can play a game with them or if i can read with them where it's not a stressful decision to make i'm going to pause and it really helped me get in the habit of pausing and and from there i started pausing during the daily grind and whatever was going on i'll leave it there emma would you like to come in next Hi, I'm Emma, a grateful member of SNN. Um, so a couple of thoughts on step 11 for me. Um, really big that Tim said too, this is not a beating up exercise. When I first joined, oh my gosh, this is all I did was it was a period uh, at nighttime that I could find every single fault I had done all day. And it's not meant to be like that at all. Um, I'm grateful that uh, that I got that. I'm grateful that I got that eventually. It's not analyzing. Ready did that in the fifth step. Um, it's spotting, moving on, uh, accepting myself, finding my corrective measures. Um, um, I had, I have a blockage memorizing step 11. I have absolutely no idea why I have a blockage, but I have a blockage. So I have this written on my phone and it pops up at me and I just answer the questions as I go along. So it's okay, I found for me, that if I can't memorize it, I decided again, that's not something to beat myself up about. I just can't do it at this moment in time. 
So I have it there and it's there and I'm able to refer to it. And I go through that. I also have it on a piece of paper for days I can't use my phone. Um, I use the one from 164. I know it's very clear in the big book, but I like quite like the layout of the one on, one, on the 164 uh, blog. And if, uh, you know, uh, there's loads on there. Uh, find one that works for you. That's, that's kind of how I found it. Um, I personally um, have somebody I go to at the end of the day. Um, so I don't go to sleep with um, I don't go to sleep with anything held back. Uh, so we connect at the end of the day. Um, sometimes uh, often we send our step 11s to each other if something's going on. And it's just something that works for me. It doesn't mean that anyone else has to do it. It's just something that I find is helpful. Um, I take the corrective measures that I have in my evening review and I put them on the screensaver of my phone. So they are with me during the day. I also put them on the back of my mirror in the car because I travel around a lot. So they are, they're with me. And I, um, and I, and I find by doing that, they're more conscious in my mind. Um, if I see something coming up repeatedly on my nightly review, I take that to my sponsor. Um, I find that helpful to me. Um, in the morning, again, this is a very personal thing. I get up earlier. Um, I can't have a five-year-old on my head and try to meditate. I have not got that ability. So I um, I spend my time um, trying to uh, get up a bit earlier and do this as best I can. Um, I take a spiritual reading. I repeat it. This is my meditation. And I repeat it over and over. Um, a thought, an idea. It works for me. It connects me to God. It's generally Psalms. It can be spiritual readings. I quite like Emmett Fox, the daily reader. Um, um, I also have a book at the moment from my tradition called uh, Sanctity in My Heart. That's about this. These are things that just speak to my soul at this moment in time. In in a, in six months or five weeks, you know, it might be completely different. But at the moment, that's what it is. Um, for me, step 11 is finding my way of conscious contact and connection. I started in step two. It's a process. Uh, prayer and meditation helped me connect to God. Um, it took time for me to find my way with it. And I think anything is good as long as it feels good for you and you're getting somewhere with it. I heard an amazing quote um, about, about this, that um, I am not what I think and feel. I am witnessing what I think and feel. And when I do that and I take myself back from it, um, I feel that I am more present and more still with it. Um, again, you know, with the prayer, um, I used to worry. It's said that worry is praying for what you didn't want. So now I take the time to actually pray and pray for the things that are good for me, that, I, for, you know, they help me. I, help, I ask to be useful. I do what Tim says, really. Take each of these things literally and pray for that. Um, I can make things really complicated. I'm a really complicated person. And this is really simple. Um, I don't have to make it more complicated than it is. Um, this is about building a relationship with God. It's about for me, without dialogue with somebody, I can't have a connection. So I um, I find my way with that. Um, I'm, I find it hard when it's God's will for me. Um, I find to know better what's not God's will for me. So I know I have to be emotionally sober. Anything that's not that, um, I, I know is, is, is not okay. I just want to leave you with a last thought. Um, I heard this from Rabbi Jacob Rubenstein. I hope this helps you. Um, my thoughts are not who I am. Um, they're like garments. That's what they are described at. I like my top. I like my skirt, but they're not me. Um, if they get dirty, that's not me. I can wash them off and start again. And I think for me, remembering that, that I can't go around and say just because my top is dirty that I am dirty forever. No, I have to stop in this moment, be present with it and say, no, my thoughts are just a way of, of, of they're, they're, who, they're, they're my thoughts. And I have to learn and train how to do this differently. And this is just a process to do that and to be kind to myself and gentle with myself. And look, I know I'm going to get there. I see other people in recovery doing this every day, and I know that it works. It could work for little old me. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Uh, before the next speakers come in, could I ask them to steer a little bit towards the question about healthy boundaries and self-care versus being selfish? I just say one tiny thing. The, the basic principle of that is, is really, to me, is actually really simple. 
I can't fix, change or control anyone else. I need to live my own life. Um, uh, now, but how to do that? Basically, I learned it by presenting about 2000 situations to sane people with about a thousand years of recovery and situation by situation a picture got built up of how to do how to implement this unfortunately we can't give you there's no like algorithm for solving every situation because basically it's about judgment and and uh, understanding uh, it's not a mechanical thing you try and apply it mechanically and everybody's arms and legs get yanked on anyway i think osha you're you're up next Hi, everybody. I'm Osher. I'm a member of Al-Anon. Thanks. <clears throat> um, so I'll relate to the question and then share my notes on uh, and, and also ditto to everything that was said. Um, so for me, selfish, uh, it has to do a lot more with motives. And am I doing higher power as well? Or was I rogue? Did I go rogue? And, um, and one of the first things my Al-Anon sponsor taught me was to constantly, constantly be questioning myself, what are my motives? And if I checked in with higher power and I did a step 10 and uh, step 11 on something and I ran it by my group conscience, which today is um, uh, sponsors, people I trust in program, and um, then this is not something selfish. This is something that I might need to do. Um, I will also say with regard to the corrective measures, some of my corrective measures are to put up a boundary or to remove myself from certain situations. The corrective measures, um, because Tim said that, you know, there are different categories of corrective measures. One of them is a different behavior. So my different behavior might be, I'll give an example. Um, I get very upset when people touch me on the bus. And in Israel, in non-corona times, there's not much uh, of an idea generally in the culture of personal space. And so instead of getting upset at the people who are just being who they are in Israel, I can move. And I had never thought of that before. It was like a new, you know. And so my corrective measure when I got on the bus and I start having a resentment towards someone who's too close to me is to move. <laughs> um, and I can do that in prayer instead of, fine, I'll move, you know. So um, that is an example of being able to have a boundary and self-care as opposed to something selfish. Um, okay, so for me, there are many parts to step 11. I'm going to try and talk briefly. And if anyone wants to contact me and talk about step 11 at, an, at another time, please feel free. Absolutely love to. <laughs> um, I had to practice incorporating prayer into my day. Um, I didn't know how to do that. So for many years, I only prayed in the morning and I'd get to the end of the day and go oh, again. And then I'd pray in the morning and in the evening. And But in between, again, I would notice that there was nothing going on. So I, I set reminders on my phone. Um, and even today I have reminders on my phone to read a passage about every hour. Um, I love the what was said about spiritual songs. I tend to listen to them throughout the day. Um, and um, uh, and I've set like I've adapted some practices throughout the day that um, um, that's when I pray. So when I eat, I, I say a prayer. Um, I'd like to remember to say a prayer when I finish eating, but I'm not there yet. So I'm praying for willingness. Um, when I go to the bathroom, I say a prayer. Um, I tend to meditate in the shower. So there are different ways that I've kind of found um, when my phone rings, I try to remember to say a prayer because often I really, really want the phone to ring because I want people to acknowledge me and I know I want to know that I'm alive that way. And then the phone rings and I go, Damn, the phone's ringing. So um, that's now how I want to answer the phone today and be of service. Um, Morning prayer and meditation, meditation for me are essential. Many, many, many years, I only meditated for about two or three minutes. I probably only meditate for about that time today. The bottom line is it's about continuity for me and not about how long the meditation is. That's for me. I was taught very early in program to get on my knees in the morning when I pray. I understand that that's an issue for some religious practices. Um, I have found that it brings with it amazing humility, and I was taught to... Um, remember to get on my knees in the morning by leaving my car keys or my toothbrush under the bed, and then I have to get on my knees to go find it. Um, and so that was very helpful. 
Um, the review of the day I've done for many, many years in writing. I did try for a few months um, recently to not do it in writing, and I just did not find very much benefit to it. And so that's me. Uh, today I do similar to what was shared, that I share it with somebody else. It really does take less time uh, today and doing it kind of very, very pointed. The most important part of it is the corrective measures for me. Um, I try to keep the corrective measures, they're part of some of my prayer and meditation in the morning, and so I, I read through my corrective measures repeatedly, um, not every day all of them, but a few of them each day, so that I can have a reminder of what's true and what I need to be doing. Um, if I am, if I find myself overwhelmed, um, which I find less and less when I make a plan for the day, the plan for the day at the beginning of the day is so helpful to me. I have such clarity. And so then it's just like, duck, 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 you know, I can go through the plan. But sometimes days don't go according to plan. <laughs> just a few. And, um, and so when I find myself overwhelmed, I, I, I typically find that that is a buzzword for me that I um, need to work on step three and turn things over. And so I like to be able to pause, close my eyes, take a deep breath and just say, okay, higher power, what do you need me to do next? First thing that pops in my mind, that's what I do. And I do that a lot um, throughout the day. It's really been helpful to me. And the answer sometimes, I, I would say most of the time, are these mundane things like answer this email or do the dishes, right? It doesn't, be, doing God's will doesn't have to be speak at a convention, <laughs> you know, like reach out to a, um, uh, you know, an Anon who's suffering, right? It could just be the simplicity of, I don't listen to my body very often because there's so much more to do. I need to pee. I'm going to go to the bathroom, you know, like, um, I will say that I've learned over the years that if I am begging higher power, um, that is not a prayer. That is telling higher power what I think higher power should be doing and is not doing. Um, that's a, a mistake that I've made. Um, I have awakened is the wording that's used in, in step 11. I find that I love saying that in the morning on many levels because not just physically have I awakened, but higher power has opened my eyes to this new day. Um, and I ask higher power to direct my thinking. That's something that I have, that's language that I have incorporated as kind of a go-to as, as Tim suggested. And I'll end with the paragraph on indecision is literally how I make decisions. I don't know about any other Anans, but making decisions can cause me an immense amount of anxiety. When I first came into program, I had no idea how to make decisions. I didn't want to take any responsibility. You know, I wanted you to make the decision so I could blame you for it later. And so um, indecision for me is a big deal. And it, it can, it, again, it doesn't have to be huge decisions like, you know, should I change jobs? It can be a small decision like, should I go to the supermarket today? <laughs> it, those can be very, very big issues um, for me with anxiety. No longer because I really do follow the paragraph of indecision. And I've found time and time again that if I do all that I need to do with regard to making a decision, whether it's working through it with an action plan and gathering information that um, my higher power will resolve the situation. You know, as soon as I relax and turn it over and literally I, every time it comes up for me, I remind myself it's in higher power's hands, then um, the situation resolves itself and, and it's very easy, much more easy to come to a decision if I need to. Thanks. Evan, I think uh, it's all yours. Sorry. Hi, I'm Evan, grateful coming member of Al-Anon. Um, so, well, thank you for everybody for shares that were very clarifying uh, for a lot of things. Um, for me, um, I, I get up early in the morning. I am a, an early riser. Um, for me, there's no such thing as too early in the morning. So um, with that, I get up. I, I, as an Orthodox Jew, I have a, a set uh, prayer service that I go to, uh, sunrise prayer service, and I need to get up before that to um, to do my morning routine, um, to, to start my day on the right foot. Uh, and I have a, a series of, of uh, prayers that I've written for myself um, over the years, um, working on the defect of character that I find separate me from my higher power. Um, 
and whatever other things that I need. Some I, some I use for a short amount of time, some I use for a, a lengthier period. Um, and I start my day with that. At the beginning of that, though, I start my day with uh, going over my first step um, and reminding myself that um, I'm I'm powerless and um, I need to let go of my ego and remind myself that that God is is, is running the world um, and to be cognizant of the fact that everything I have comes from Him um, and then I. I'll go through my, my various prayers and meditations. Um, I'll read from several uh, uh, books of, of daily uh, daily readings, uh, the uh, Courage to Change I read every day, uh, several other non-conference moved readers, but I go through those every day before I start doing anything else. Um, I remind myself that my biggest defect of character is being judgmental and that I can't be a, a servant of God if I'm trying to be the judge. Um, and I look for whatever other character defects, I said, what, what, what I'm working on through the day. Um, and then I remind myself of, of certain things that, practical things, technical things that I know um, are important for me for for today so um there was a time that i had had was having a very difficult time at work so i wrote myself several reminders about how to the how i would like to to behave during those times um and and i end with a with a gratitude list um and, I, and i'll go through all of those things that um that god gave me yesterday um and 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 show my gratitude for them um and that the, they start with the the simplest things that i'm able to stand up in the morning and, and and move around and that uh that i can see and hear and smell that that my body works um to to the stuff that the material blessings that i have i have hot and cold running water in my house not everybody in the world has hot and cold running water in their house. So um, I need to be grateful for that. I heard an old timer in AA uh, say that she had gone to the, she, she, her sponsor had told her, uh, and I guess he had at the time been sober for 30 something years, that uh, his goal was to, to start the day by asking God only to give him today what he was grateful for yesterday. Um, and I'm not quite there yet, but it's, uh, it's, it's a reminder to me that I can't start my day without that gratitude, without that realization, that, that meditation on, on all the things, the blessings that my higher power gives to me and, and my family and, and allows me to provide for, for other people, um, which, again, is not uh I, I can't i can't say that that's me that's 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 god providing those things for me um and once i have that list of of of, of things that i'm working on through the day I, I can go out into my day uh with a, something of a plan but a spiritual plan of of which direction i want or spiritually that I understand my higher power uh, wants me to move. So I'll, I'll take it in that direction. Um, and then at the end of the day, I'll sit for a few minutes. And I'm, as Tim said, I'm not a big writer. I don't, I don't like putting pen to paper. <laughs> I do when I have to. Uh, but I will go over those things and say, okay, um, where was I judgmental today? Where was I... Um, where was I, I lacking gratitude today? Where, where, where did I lose sight of, of my connection with my higher power today? Um, and, and I don't do that in, in a state of morbid self-reflection. Um, I do that in, in that state of, okay, this is, this is, I, I'm doing this because it's good for me. It's, it's, it makes my life better and it makes, 
as far as I can see, it makes the lives of those, those around me better. So if I'm able to do that, and, and you know, it doesn't need to take a long time. Um, it can be a few minutes and, and I can say, oh, you know what? Uh, I need to improve on this and I need to, that's, that worked out. Um, I know for me, part of it is reminding myself that I need to take care of myself. Um, for a long time, I uh, really neglected my, my body. Um, I didn't exercise and I ate very poorly and I neglected uh, medical things. And I, I can't say I'm the best with my teeth, but uh, I, I do, I try to take care of them. And, and that's part of my, my, my nightly routine and my daily routine is saying, okay, did I do this? Did I, did I keep in mind that, um, that my, my body is, was a gift from God, and, and to some extent, it is a, a holy, a holy vessel that uh, that God has has put my soul in, uh, which is uh, a holy gift, and I need to treat it as such with with respect. And for me, that was a big, uh, that was a new thing and a big deal. So I, I need to remind myself of that. Certainly, I'll be thankful for it, but remind my, remind myself that no, I need to take care of myself. Um, and uh, so I'll leave it there. So thank you very much, and uh, y'all have a good day. Thank you. Um, uh, Devoire, are you there? Yeah. Hi. It's it's hello. It's Devoire. I'm a grateful member of Espanon. Uh, thank you for all your shares. I found them um really useful, and I related a lot to what was shared. I want to share my experience. Um, like what was shared before, I find that um, in the beginning, and it still ha does happen to me occasionally, this um, nightly review gets left for when I've um, finished everything else I had packed into my plan for that evening. And at that point, it's a lot, much too late. And it's not a very productive exercise. And, um, and I'm seeing that, taking that, completely literally as it's the last thing before I go to sleep is not is not uh it doesn't work for me and I have to put in um at a time where I still have um I have a better thinking and more time to sit with it even though this is um it's not a worry remorse and morbid reflection which was a lot of this that was a excellent um the beginning opportunity for me to see exactly where i want, went wrong today to see that i'm doing this all wrong it wasn't useful it, it didn't lead to any improvement the next day and um i worked with my sponsor and i have to find a way that this has this is to this is not a four-step inventory every evening with um judgment on how i'm working a program this is a review to see to spot what went on and to put in a corrective measure for the next day I make my corrective measures part of my morning meditation that I should remember the next morning or otherwise it generally could won't come up throughout the day so it's something I sit with and pray and ask God to help me correct this um, the next day um, I find it quite useful that I I have memorized this um, and I find it useful to have this in my head because there's a lot of instructions and these instructions do work. And generally when I find that things are not working in my life, it's because I'm not following these instructions. And um, it's helpful for me to remember it. I still find it good to take a big book in the morning and read this and pause because um, my thinking generally goes a lot too quickly. And I might have this memorized that if I run this through my head, it's not as efficient as when I sit down properly and run this through. Um, I like the instructions about indecision because this is something I struggled with and I still struggle with. I really like when other people make decisions for me um, so that they can carry the final responsibility. Um, I used to think that that's what having a sponsor was all about. There's someone who's going to make perfect decisions for me and I'll just follow them. Um, and I think my sponsor thought was really quickly on that this is not her job. And what I'm learning is, is that I can take this, um, when I have indecision, I don't have to be able to 
know I can just turn over to God and then relax and take it easy and do struggle and this is something I have to remember and many times through grit of teeth relax take it easy do not struggle let it go God's taking care of this and um I find when I've let this go, it's it's okay because God is taking care of this and I will have clarity when I need it. And even though it's not at that present second, um, it's okay if it's not at that present second. I find that I'm needing it straight away. Um, so praying in the mornings, I ask God to take it and then throughout the day saying, God, please give me clarity in your time and give me inspiration. Um I find that very helpful for me. Um, I also find it um, about praying, just praying for God to help me be of service and to do his will instead of giving my demands for God because when I give demands for God of what needs to happen, I'm just back to where I was before I did my first step three, saying, God, this is how the world needs to run. I'm the director and um, please make sure this happens. And then I uh, focus on that. So that's not very helpful for me. Thank you for listening. Lovely. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone else who's participated. We're back for the first session on first of three sessions on step 12 next Sunday, which will be on the spiritual awakening. We'll be here at 10 o'clock as usual. Uh, please unmute if you care to and join me in the serenity prayer. God. God, grant me the serenity accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, wisdom to be able to Thank you very much. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for the meeting. Bye.